This is Robert Merlacci of the MindShare Learning Report, Canada's Learning and Technology e-magazine. We're here at the MindShare workspace in Air Mills Town Center in Mississauga, our newly opened state-of-the-art innovation center. And I'm honored to have joined me this afternoon for a MindShare learning moment. Rich Baxter, TDSB educator and advocate for arts and social entrepreneurship in schools. He's recently back from the Reimagine Education Conference and Awards where he served as a judge and is a past uh, honoree and um, was shortlisted for his work and innovative project uh, bootstrapping checklist. And I look forward to learning more about that uh, this afternoon. Thank you for joining me, Rich. Thank you very much, Robert. I really appreciate it. Well, honored I- to be here. Likewise, I'm honored to meet you. I, I've followed you on Twitter and, and LinkedIn in the past, and I'm really fascinated by uh, your project, um, the uh, Bootstrap uh, Checklist. Perhaps you can tell us a little bit about what inspired it and uh, how you came to uh, attend this super cool conference, which now you've piqued my yes. interest in attending. Well, yeah, it was a great conference. Uh, my second year attending the Reimagine Education Awards, and um, I was honored to again showcase the bootstrapping checklist this year. Uh, they give you seven minutes, which is pretty great because it forces you to condense uh, condense your ideas. Uh, the bootstrapping checklist is a social entre- entrepreneurship program. Uh, it's licensed under the Creative Commons. It's all open source, open innovation, and it it is essentially design thinking married with empathy to create social entrepreneurship. The design cycle is not particularly original, but what does make it original is the fact that the teacher as a facilitator would guide the students through an iterative design process, which is a shift away from more linear assignments that tend to happen in public schools where we have a beginning and middle and end and there's a summative report and the, the, the students just, well, I used to just file it away after I got my mark. So this right. program encourages students to iterate through through various psych, uh, cycles. The steps are always the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, it's five steps. Um, in the past few years, I've been doing it with grade eight students, and they've taken about five months to go through one iteration. So it's usually one step per month, and it ends with a presentation. And the steps are um, you, you, de- uh, you design a project uh, our guided uh, our guided question is who are you serving? So that makes it service mm-hmm. learning. So because it's a public school and it's a social entrepreneurship, it's not they're not encouraged to start a, a private enterprise. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they they design something. They find an investor, and the investor could be mentoring, could be uh, uh, hopefully not they're not spending too much money because they have to design some prototypes, right? So they right. Can get some money from their from their from their parents, which is not necessarily encouraged. Um, but you know, it's, it's an option. Uh, then they build it, they build a solution, they build an AB and we use Google classroom, um, to put the, uh, uh, they, they put links to the, um, uh, AB, uh, surveys. And that's the social network that they're using to prototype their, their projects and to get that survey data back. So everybody agrees to participate in that. And then they collect the data, they analyze it. Well, or, I mean, Google analyze it, and they interpret the data, and they decide at the end of the cycle which um, project they're going to keep, which A or B they're going to keep based on the data that was provided from their crowd. So they're really empowered to 
create solutions to local problems, Fantastic. to go out and, and collect the information, and then to make the decisions as a team, uh, which then they share with the rest of us. At the end of the cycle, they have an opportunity then to repeat it with the same team or to walk away and say, you know, thank you. That was, that was, a, it was a really valuable experience. I don't want to work with you on another cycle, but everybody walks away with their reputation intact because they've committed to going through one cycle and they can either start another project or they can pick up an existing project because uh, a lot of the projects are still in the cloud in the, in the Google drive, or uh, they can, they can iterate again with their team if they want to. And the idea would be uh, as they get used to this process of iteration, the older they get, not necessarily the older, but um, the more often they iterate, the faster they would do it. And I've seen that happen. So now I'm in a, now I'm doing it with a grade five and six class. And I find that they're not necessarily sticking to the five month, five step. They're much more hands on. They just, they really go at it. Cool. The uh, AB prototypes are not necessarily as sophisticated as, as we're with the grade eight kids. No but, doubt. But, you know, it, I don't think it really matters at this age. They're just, they're, they're getting their works to their classmates as soon as possible. And they're getting that data really early on. So they're very, very hands on. Fantastic. It. And yeah. it's very cross curricular in nature from what you're describing. Because you're hitting math, they've got to come up with a budget. They're they've got to write. They've got to create a business plan. Uh-huh. So, and it really speaks to you know the 21st century skills that we talk about: communication, collaboration, mm-hmm. teamwork, Absolutely. critical thinking. That and how many years was this in the making for you to uh, to innovate your 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 uh, your startup product concept and being the, the bootstrapping checklist. Well, there was a there was a project before this that I started at a school in 2011, and uh, it was called the Five Step Arts Based in- Inquiry Model, and I integrated 16 curriculum strands into five months uh, for a group of 30 grade uh, eight students. Cool. That was in 2012, I believe. That was the first time that I saw that you can do. Uh, 16, I, I was like four math strands, four language strands. There was science, there was geography, concepts of sustainability, art, all that stuff. We went five months, five steps. Uh, and what I, what I noticed in that, because it was uh, art space that I had embedded explicitly a step where they had to critically evaluate their work, which I found that in my practice wasn't there. So when they stopped at, at a phase before they finished the project where they set, where they, where they through an artist response, through peer to peer feedback, through uh, peer teacher feedback, that explicit stage where they were to really reflect on the work. I then sort of brought that over to the data collection phase in the bootstrapping checklist, where when you start a project, you don't just finish it and walk away from it. There has to be a point where they collect the data and they reflect and they say, okay, how is this? Is this working? Is this not working? So the conversation between the teacher and the, and the student is not, how am I doing, sir? It's, you know, I'm the teacher going to the student and they tell me how they're doing. You know, I ask, you know, so the roles are a little bit reversed. Fascinating. And they have the, they have the data to say, well, you know, we, we, a lot of situations where they get the AB back and it's a 45 to 55% where half, you know what I mean? Like it's like right. the margins are not really there. It's very easy to make a decision when 90% of the class likes A over B. Right. But when it's like really close, then the conversations become very interesting. It's, so these are the, these are the kind of, these are the kind of things that we want to have our, our students doing is to say, okay, this is, this is not as cut and dry. 
Absolutely. Um, and powerful learning that it's the whole personalization that's happening in learning. And I, I've seen it out West. One of our award-winning school districts was C21 Canada, Sun West School Division. They brought this down to elementary school level mm-hmm. as well. Across the K-12 system, right. a person, uh, personalized electronic blended learning is what they call a pebble. Mm-hmm. And, and you're doing a version of that. And, uh, and kudos to you. I, I, I'm intrigued now uh, about the conference, Reimagine Education Conference, that you recently attended and you were recognized for your efforts uh, at this prestigious conference in Philadelphia. And um, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about your experience there and, yeah. um, and what that's all about. Well, I really like the fact that the conference takes place in Philadelphia. It has that revolutionary feel, as as, right. as most people know. The Declaration of Independence was Absolutely. written in Philadelphia, and uh, I you really get that vibe. I don't think it's an accident that a conference like this is happening. Um, the conference brings together uh, the Wharton School of Business. Uh, it brings together the University of Pennsylvania Graduate School of Education, uh, QS rating, which is Corcorelli Simmons. Uh, they're uh, an international uh, rating agency for higher ed education. Um, so it's really interesting to see this trend in education, I think, that brings in business, applied science, education, social justice. Uh, so the conversation, I think, is happening where innovation is not strictly for the for the private sector anymore. It's moving into the public sector. Uh, and I really believe that uh, young young people and, and especially, you know, young teachers should be encouraged to innovate in the classroom, not only in public school settings, also in private school settings. And this this conference uh, brings together uh, global uh, educational leaders, but there's also that sort of, um, I hesitate to say revolutionary vibe, but there is a, a sentiment that, that education uh, is still a very human-centered activity. And, you know, there's with the advent of AI and, v- and, and virtual reality and AR and machine learning and, you know, personalized learning and all these these technological interventions that are going to happen. Um, at the end of the day, uh, the vibe at, at this particular conference is that unless education remains a human-centered endeavor, none of this really matters. So the teacher uh, is really critical. Uh, and however you define teacher, however you define classroom, right. Uh, that 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 coach, that facilitator, that mentor, that person is critical uh, at, at many, many different levels. And teachers especially have to be able to innovate in the classroom because that's how we model innovation to students. And innovation is brutal. It's yeah. not easy to do. It's messy. It's, and absolutely. I, I totally agree with you on that. Note. Right. Yeah. So we need we need to support each other through that. So yeah. so leadership looks starts to look a little bit different in terms of, you know, who, who the experts are. Uh, I think we should allow principals, teachers, superintendents, parents, students to all be able to, um, you know, explore that creative side right? And, and, and take those risks. And within process-oriented work, I think what that, you know, if the steps are clear, if they're laid out, that's where the design thinking comes in. It right. sort of takes that ambiguity out or at the very least it says, okay, it's going to be ambiguous right. for a limited time. Like, sure. you know, you're going to be able to live in yeah. that, but then the next step is coming. So that's, that that's clear. Right. Which is really, really helpful. So you're, so, so we're, we're, we can teach kids to be creative and, and collaborative and risk takers within structured cycles, which is very, very important. Well, and then cloud computing uh, right. is, is, is changes the game because it allows um, uh, projects to can, 
continue year over year over year, which is something that we haven't seen before. And so the public school as a even as a repository of, of student projects uh, becomes a real possibility. So the, the public school as social innovation hub, whether it's an incubator in the classroom, so the, so the classroom becomes the idea incubator and the school and district so cool. becomes the accelerator, this is scalable, especially if we marry that with empathy and service learning as, as, a, as a moral uh, impetus for public schools, right? So, Absolutely. so this is what I see as being scalable, not necessarily Fantastic. the bootstrapping checklist itself as a brand, it's a very good one. Right. However, the idea itself that uh, you can bring in design thinking into the classroom, give it 20% of the school week, maybe 30%, maybe, right. even, maybe even more, Sure. Um, you know, cloud computing, co connectivity, mobile devices, all these things are becoming cheaper and cheaper and more accessible models uh, linking, um, you know, remote school districts with uh, with, uh, it, it was, with ones with more resources. All these ideas now are becoming increasingly scalable. So my attitude is if there is one good thing that's happening in one good classroom, we need to share it and scale it. And I think that's going to be a solution to, uh, you know, I, uh, the shortages that we have uh, coming in our global education uh, yeah. landscape. So, Thank you so much. Uh, I commend you for your passion and innovation, Rich. Uh, it's, it's such an exciting time to be in education, I like to say, and you're a testament to the innovative spirit amongst education uh, leaders that are emerging and, and really speaking to the future of learning, experiential learning, mm -hmm. personalized learning, and you're living and, and breathing and, and walking the digital talk, as I like to say. So thank you for your time again this afternoon. Thank you, Robert. Thank you very much. That was uh, Rich Baxter, TDSB educator and advocate for the arts and social entrepreneurship in our schools and innovator behind the boot bootstrapping checklist. Bootstrapping checklist. My name is Robert Mertlanchi of the Mindshare Learning Report. And until next time, Keep the digital learning curve steep.